Right, so this episode's going to be pretty loaded because I'm going to talk about some soccer, World Cup soccer. Yes, I know, it's still called soccer in the U.S. It's really, it's, don't don't worry about it. It's just association football. We just take, like, the soch and turn it into soccer. So, uh, yeah, if you're concerned about that, um, yeah, go argue with the clouds. Um, we call it soccer here in the States. It's also called soccer over in... Um, I think it's it's called soccer over in Ireland and like it's definitely called soccer in like over New Zealand and Australia and Japan. So if you want to take up the soccer debate, um, go over there. Um, we just I don't know, man. We kind of had like enough of that, or take it up with Canadians too. But uh, yeah. But we'll be discussing the knockout phases of the World Cup just for some bit. We're also going to be discussing. Um, some college football stuff, like just, just, just a tiny bit. But most of all, this is the episode where I'm just gonna hand out my end of the year awards, like probably the end of the year Sammys, um, which is gonna be who's my wrestler of the year, who is my best um, female wrestler of the year, um, who is who, who's the tag team of the year. Um, let's and um, what is my match of the year, which is probably gonna be a lot. Um, but yeah. Um, that's what I'm gonna talk about in this episode, and with that, and with that, uh, that out of the way, I'll give out my intro. And hello, and welcome to the Romp and Stomp Wrestling and God knows what else podcast. I'm your host, Black Hat Sammy. Not even wearing a black hat; it's just my curly hair today. Um, and uh, yeah, right now it's sunny. It's like eighty something degrees here in North Florida in December. Um, we're celebrating Australian winter this year, so. Um, that's a joy, even though I prefer cold weather, but it's, it is what it is. And, uh, and yeah, um, like I said before, we're going to talk about soccer. We're going to talk about some college football. We're going to talk about wrestling, my end of the year awards. And boy, I haven't done an episode, but that's because I've been watching the world cup and because I've also been taking care of some personal business like usual. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, with that, with that intro out of the way, let's get right into this son of a gun, and let's ride, let's ride. So first, um, you know what, should I start with college football first? Okay, I'll just start with college football first. Okay, so yeah, as you may know, um, I went to Florida State, we're going to a bowl game, um... They ended up ranked pretty high in the last college football rankings. Um, not top 10, but like flirting with the top 10. Um, they're going to be playing Oklahoma in the Cheez-It Bowls. And Oklahoma, this great program, um, they're not the same team as they used to be. Because, uh, you know, injuries. Brett Benables being a new head coach, first-time head coach, after all his years being defensive coordinator at God knows every other... I mean, at like, not every institution. We're, like, he was a coordinator. He was a co- defensive coordinator at Oklahoma and at Clemson for many years before getting the head coaching gig with Oklahoma, which he won a national title with um, back in 2000, 2001. Very good team. Um, also very good teams, like, in the, in the 2000s and whatnot. That ended up being runner-up. But... Um, but yeah, but yeah, they had a rough season. But but my school, Florida State, go Knowles, by the way. Um, they are nine and three, 
and they're going to be and they're going to be playing in Orlando against Oklahoma, um, which is in the Cheez It Bowl, which should be a lot of fun, hopefully. And um, Florida's and like I think our guys, should, I mean, I think the the guys should be able to get the double against Oklahoma because it's not the same team. Like I mentioned before, injuries, also new head coach, also same, also the talent's like a bit different too. So um, yeah, it's kind of like when you go from like. When you go from Cale Williams and Spencer Rattler to, like, not even Dylan Gabriel because he's out of the year. I mean, he's out for the year because of a, because of a malicious hit he took against TCU when the game was already blown out. That's, you know, that's when you know that, like, yeah, Oklahoma's kind of fallen off, so... So yeah, speaking of like the Big Twelve, um, the playoff rankings came out and came out with Georgia being number one, Michigan number two, TCU number three, and Ohio State number four. As much as it pains me to see TCU in the playoff, I think they deserve it because well, they won their games even though they play in the weaker conference, but. They wonder. They wonder games. They did all. They they did like all the correct things and whatnot. And they're in the playoff. Whereas like, four people wanted Bama in the playoff. Well, guess what? Bama had two losses. Okay, everyone else had one. Had one loss or zero losses. If you're talking about Georgia, Michigan. Um. So I think the committee got it right. Even though, as much as I want TCU out of the playoff, I think I still believe that like that they're more worthy to be in the playoff than Alabama because Alabama lost two games. Yes, the margin. Yes, the overall total margin of defeat for Alabama was like what five five points because they lost by well, not even five points. It's like four points or something because they lost by a field goal against Tennessee and they lost by a two point conversion against them um, against LSU. Um, but, Bama, but still two losses could have been three. Um, had they had they um had they not beaten Ole Miss, but they still got two losses. And uh, yeah, everybody else had one loss against either a very, a very good team or an eventual conference champ. So yeah, the committee got it right. Now my picks. I think Georgia is going to beat Ohio State in the Peach Bowl. Of course, they get the Peach Bowl because it's in Georgia, and Georgia goes with like you know. When they're ranked, they're gonna go. They're of course they're going. They're going to go with like the, the bowl game that ha- that's like you know, the bowl games that's close by to them. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think Georgia's gonna beat Ohio State, and um, I think like Michigan TCU as much as I want. I mean, honestly, I just want Michigan to win. I just want TCU just to like he'd say you you know thanks for coming but you're just another cincinnati so like i mentioned how much i despise tcu um but no i i feel like michigan's gonna choke it away and like tcu's probably gonna win probably gonna come back and stuff or force the game into overtime however i think however i think like if Georgia goes against, like, say, Michigan or TCU, I think Georgia's gonna win. But like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna hold out with a grain of salt because it's a, it's college football. You never know what's gonna happen. So, uh, yeah. But I think Georgia's gonna enter the playoffs into like a deep favor, into like you know a heavy favorite against whoever they're gonna go against. Um, and you know, I mean, the, I mean, the stars could be shining bright for over in Los Angeles for the, for the dogs. So. It could, I mean, but, you know, we got to see the games. 
we got to see the games we played. If they're good games, great. If they're bad games, oh well. At least we see like the more dominant teams show up, whether it's like Georgia or Michigan or, God forbid, TCU or even Ohio State. They have a chance. Um, but, yeah, but I think like I've, it, all signs point, kind of point towards Georgia winning national championship. Now, um, now, in the world of college basketball, however, the world of college basketball is just like, I don't know, man. It's, comp- it's like completely topsy-turvy. Um, it's, it's topsy-turvy because everyone just, lo- everyone just like loses. Everyone's like, I don't know, man. Everyone is just like beating each other up. There's a new number... There's a new number one, like, um, like, every week, and just, like, whoever, whoever, like, I don't know, whoever gets a number one ranking is guaranteed to lose, so, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's basically just, like, a, it's basically a WWE Royal Rumble at this point, and if you think that, if you think it's crazy now, Wait till March, when March Ma- when March Madness is gonna happen. Now, I'm not talking about the NCAA tournament. No, I'm talking about the entire month of freaking March. There's gonna be upsets galore, and even though there's already going to be upsets galore, but like the conference tournament, you're gonna see like you're gonna see Boston College win the ACC championship. I mean, that's not gonna happen, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. So. <laughs> We're going to see schools like freaking, I don't know, Presbyterian make the NCAA. Well, yeah, we're going to see Presbyterian make the NCAA tournament. We're going to see freaking Stetson make the NCAA tournament, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're going to see schools that we don't normally see in the NCAA tournament be part of the NCAA tournament. I mean, at this point, just expand it to like all 200, 300 um, Division One schools and like see whichever one's the best. So... So like I mean it's just so batshit crazy right now, um. But that's all. But that's all I'm gonna say about college sports. That's literally yeah. That's literally all I'm going. Yeah, that's literally my segment in college sports. And now we talk about the World Cup. Um, the World Cup's been going on, of course, over the past month. Um, of course, the U.S. made it past the um. Well, first I gotta talk about the the, the, predict, the predictions. I was wrong. I was dead ass wrong about about um about Belgium. Belgium disappointed all of us. Germany they disappointed the hell out of me. But thankfully Japan got it got in. Um, I think I got my Japan and Korea picks correct. I mean I wanted them to progress, and they progressed. So that's always a good. So that's always a good thing. Um, I thought Qatar was going to make was going to make it out of the group stage. They disappointed a lot of us. Um, I thought Mexico was going to make out make it out of the group stage. Did I say it? I don't know. I don't even remember this episode. I mean, the past film World Cup preview episode at this point. Um, but the U.S. progressed. They, I mean, yeah, they progressed. And um, oh yeah, I did say that um, that like that like Tunisia was going to progress, but instead it was Australia. So um, <laughs> I was right, and then I think I was right that Denmark was going to get eliminated before the group stage because of all the things that went on. So right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it was a pretty interesting tournament to say the least. Oh man, um, I was incorrect about Belgium making it all the way to the finals or semifinals. 
Um, they disappointed the crap out of us, but we talked about. But we don't talk about the what ifs. We are going to talk about the now and some what ifs. So the U.S. made the round sixteen, which was good for them. They, well, they were outshined by the Dutch. They were, yeah, the Netherlands um, on Saturday played a better game than the U.S. Um, to say the least. They just, I mean, they just dominated them very technically, and like, I mean, as much as as much. Stuff I would tell, like talk about Greg Berhalter, not in this podcast, but just in general. Like sometimes he's good, other times he's not so good. He's like inconsistent, but I gotta give credit for him for at least getting his team through the through the knockout phases. And now the next and and now like it's a good note to end for the U.S. because now in twenty twenty six it's gonna be a shorter period, but they don't have to go through a um they don't have to go through qualifications so. Um, so that means that they gonna, they're gonna like you know they're gonna enter themselves into tournaments. They're gonna enter themselves into like, well, Copa America specifically over in South America. They're gonna have, they're gonna have a lot of time, a lot of different teams that they're gonna go against that they're um you know that they're going against, and it's gonna be like a whole different catalog because they not only go, because they don't only have the gold cups, but they also gonna have like. They're also going to have the Copa America and have a catalog to, you know, uh, they're going to have a catalog of South American teams to dissect. There, um, when, when, like, there's going to be some Asian teams that are going to be qualifying earlier. Um, the, the North American teams, not just the U.S., but Mexico and, um, and Canada, they're going to look at, um, some of the European teams and, like, you know, look at them and dissect them, um, same with some European squads, even though that's going to be a bit harder because, of course, they're going to have the Nations League. But I mean, I'm. F- but this is a very good note for the U.S. to end. Um, Japan being a being one of the surprises of the tournament, lost some penalties to Croatia. Very good game. Um, that was the game that deserved penalties. They deserved it. Deserved penalties because it was two evenly matched team going against each other. Um, Argentina, I mean, they kind of look good, kind of didn't look good against Australia. They kind of allowed them to come back. Um, Brazil playing against Korea, um, South Korea, that is, you know, you know, I was kind of sad Sonny who had to go out. Korea was just, uh, they were just so brilliant in that world and like the, in the, in the, not, not the knockout phase, before the knockout phase, the group stage. They're brilliant against like, Portugal, even though Portugal rested a lot of their players, and they have their drama of Cristiano and Bernard and um, and Fernando Santos, um, but they tied against Uruguay. They, I mean, they lost to Ghana, but it was only by one goal, and like they still got out of the group. And uh, I was very impressed by them. They played like pretty brilliantly, um, very like competitive, and they had good team spirit. And you know what? They got they got out of round of I mean, they got out of group stage. And you know what? Kudos to them. Um, on the other side, England played Senegal. Senegal got as far as they could without Sadio Mane. England beat them to nothing. France beat Poland. Poland can only get as far with um, Robert Lewandowski carrying the team. And right now it's a Kylian Mbappe show with France. Uh, um, you know, the Ninja Turtle who scored goals, even though they lost to Tunisia. But hey, I mean, it was like the C team for France. So, so now we got um, now we got England, France, big sporting rivalry over there in Europe, and Morocco, the real the 
one of the the other surprise, like the surprise of the tournament. They beat Spain in penalties. Spain tried to play like smart, you know, try to avoid Croatia, but they got Morocco, and well, they, well, they got what they serve, they got what they deserve, and that's that. So uh, Morocco has been playing impressive. Portugal is also playing impressive. Beat Switzerland six to one. The same scoreline that England beat Panama four years ago. Well, four well four year four years and like a quarter ago. The same scoreline literally happened, and I'm just like, well, that's freaking surprising because, like, if someone asked me, like, four years ago that Portugal and Switzerland would play in round 16 four years later in Qatar, and, like, the same scoreline you saw between England and Panama would happen is going to happen in that game, I'm like, nah, I don't think it's going to happen, but Switzerland, they just were outmatched by Portugal. Portugal just played, like, they just know how to play like a team. And, I mean, Switzerland, it's not that Switzerland were just happy, we're just content with the round of 16. I mean, of course, every team would be content with, like, reaching the round of 16. It's just that Switzerland was just outmatched by Portugal. Portugal just played a complete game. And that's without, and that's, like, without Ronaldo starting. I mean, it's just, it's kind of just a testament to how good this Portugal team is. With or without Ronaldo, so especially without Ronaldo, because everybody, because all the headlines, of course, are going to go to Cristiano Ronaldo and here and stuff. So, but Portugal is going to be very scary. Now, I'm going to do my predictions two ways. Now, I'm going to do like my like like okay, two ways. One way is that I'm going to I'm going to say like you know. I'm going to say the predictions I want to happen and the other is going to the other prediction is going to be what I think is going to happen. Okay, so what I want to happen what I want to see is that I want to see Argentina beat the beat the Netherlands. And I want Brazil beat to, you know, I want to see Brazil beat Croatia. And um and which I also think that's probably going to happen, but um well Brazil beating Croatia. And I think I want Brazil and Argentina to go against each other in the semifinals. And I want, ooh, I kind of don't want the French to make the semifinals. But I kind of do want the French to make the semifinals. And I want Morocco to make the semifinals as well. And my, you know, my final four, for like my wishful final four is that is Brazil plays Morocco in the final and Brazil beats Morocco. Um, the same scoreline, Brazil beat Germany like 20 years ago. can't believe 20 years ago, the 2002 World Cup. That was the first World Cup I really, re- I really, really remember. Um, Brazil, pl- I want Brazil to be, I want Brazil to win the World Cup, beating Morocco 2 nothing. Um, the same way they did, they beat Germany to nothing in um, in in Yokohama. So that's kind of my wishful final form. What I think it's going to happen is that I think France England is a toss up. They're two evenly matched teams. Um, prediction wise, I think I think France is going to play is going to is going to play in the semifinals. I think Portugal is going to advance because Portugal has just been playing very good team soccer right now. Same with Morocco, but it's just like like it's just the thing what I think we I think what's detrimental for Morocco, I mean for Morocco's chances to beat Portugal and I think they can beat Portugal. I honestly do. But I think the detriment is that how long can Morocco defend against Portugal? 
and how and like and like before like they concede to Portugal. Like Morocco has is very good is very good offensively, but like Portugal, they ha- they have the defense to do um they have the defense to kind of like you know to kind of contain Morocco here. That's what I think. That's what I think. That's um that's what I think is what detrimental for Morocco here. Brazil, I think Croatia. The Croatia hasn't played a team as good as Brazil. Let's be honest. Um, maybe Morocco, but like I think Brazil is going to be be Croatia here. And round of sixteen, oh man, I kind of, I mean, I kind of feel like Argentina is going to. I want Argentina to win. I think they can win, but I don't. But I haven't seen them. Like I don't know. I outside of the Mexico game, and like outside of like the first half of like I don't. Well, not the first half, but like the first second half and the first seventy minutes of like the of the Argentina Australia game. I think I don't know. Argentina hasn't been. Oh yeah, in the Poland game too. Argentina hasn't been that. I don't know. They haven't been too impressive. I mean, they're impressive, but like they're not. Well, I shouldn't say they're impressive. They're good, but they're not as impressive as I want them to be. So I feel like the Dutch. They've been playing like very good technical football. I think the Netherlands might beat Argentina, but I don't want. But I really don't want that to happen, though. It'll, it'll be very sad. Because, it'll be very sad for Argentina to lose before the semifinals, or like, because we all want to see Messi lift that World Cup. So I think, I don't know. It could the final four may actually be France going against Portugal, even though I don't want to see that, or maybe England versus Portugal. Um, and the other side, it could be the Netherlands going against Brazil. So, but who knows? I just, I feel like Brazil, though, can actually win the tournament here. Right now, to me, they're like the strongest, even though they lost to Cameroon. But hey, that's kind of their B team doing the work. But, you know. But we'll see tomorrow. We'll see. Tomorrow should be very good because we're going to see Croatia play against Brazil. And we're going to see the Netherlands play Argentina. And Saturday, we're going to see... Morocco play Portugal, and of course France play against England. So they should all be very entertaining games. Um, and yeah, that's that's my World Cup banter. Now we now we talk about like the wrestling stuff. Okay, now we talk about wrestling. Okay, so I haven't. So I've been watching. I'm watching AEW, of course. I've missed last Friday's episode of Rampage. The lumber, the lumberjack match, but so far, um, the lumberjack match. Of course, Orange Cassidy won that match, but um, but the House of Black made an appearance, and well, they basically wrecked all havoc. They wrecked. I mean, they literally just like wrecked all havoc and just you know, just basically destroyed. Just basically destroyed like all the remaining lumberjacks out there, and they even sent the elite a message. Um, that message is that, like, it's nothing personal, but, like, people like you are just kind of, like, ruining this company in a way, um, which is very good with the House of Black ML, and, like, shout out to Tony Khan for, like, making the presentation of House of Black just look, you just look so much, like, I wouldn't say better, I, I never thought the House of Black was, like, you know, I never had a problem with their presentation, but, like, Right now, they're actually just, like, improving the presentation even more. They're enhancing the presentation of the House of Black. 
Um, now there's just like goof. I mean, from like you, know, they're basically just like okay, they're heels and stuff. They're like very scary to have this R about them. Now they're just like okay, they're heels. They're very scary. They have this R about them, and they're gonna come try and get what's and they're gonna come and try and get what's theirs. And they're gonna try to like they're gonna try to go for the trios after the after like the best of seven series happen. Um, so oh man, it's gonna be really interesting. Now whether that's gonna that's gonna play out and um and whether that equals to the House of Black getting championships, I don't know. I want them to win championships. They could be very good trios champions, but but like I have to see how it plays out. And like I want and I'll be rooting for the House of Black here. Um Trying to, trying to like get the um, trying to get like the trios belts, but who knows? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the one booking the shows, even though I kind of want to book the shows. So yeah, um, yeah. House of Black aside, MJF is now the new champion. He beat the crap out of William Regal. William Regal is now on his way out of the company, going back to WWE. There's this whole discourse of like, okay, that's a lesson for um, you know, that's a whole that's like a whole lesson for to- for like Tony Khan to learn. Don't sign anyone close to Triple H. Um, but I thought, but I'm gonna miss William Regal though. I'm gonna miss him on commentary. Um, yeah. I'm going to miss him on commentary. It's, you know, he William Regal was just such a joy for, was just, just he was such a joy for me to um, to listen to, like, you know, when commentating. And, like, he was also, like, a very, he was also, like, when he, when he was, like, able, to, I mean, when he could, he was also, like, a pretty good villain as well, so. So, but, like, he'll be missed, but... But like he's 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 replaceable, and like AEW is gonna be doing, they're gonna be doing good without him. So yeah, and um, okay, anything else AEW wise? There's the game. There's like game. There was game three. Matt Jackson's legacy game. Matt Jackson delivered. Um, there's the whole debate whether he was like you know the man, the you know the the wrestler, the match. Um, some people say Kenny. Some people say Nick. Some people say Matt Jackson, but. It's good that it's all tied up and not 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 tied up. It's good that it, that um that the elite kind of have um a win with them. I still think that they're going to win in game in like you know match number seven in L.A. Um, but oh man, it's there's still so much more to this freaking tale. So yeah, <laughs> oh man. Also, I think I mentioned that Jamie Hader was the new champion. Um. Yeah, I keep smacking my lips. I don't know why I keep doing it, but Jamie, yeah, J- Jamie Hader's a new champ. Jamie Hader's still new champion. Um, Britt, ba- yeah, there's still like a whole back and forth. Britt Baker, Britt Baker, still not gonna break up with Jamie Hader, or Jamie Hader ain't gonna break up with Britt Baker yet. So I don't know when that when that's gonna happen. Um, and of course, like Jamie Hader's like, like, you know, her first offense is, is probably going to be against either Hikaru Shida, who currently holds the Resident of the Wave, um, title belt. By the way, shout out to Wave over in Japan. Good, good, good. They're a good Yoshi promotion and they do fun matches and stuff. Um, you can also see Suzu Suzuki, one of the best young Yoshi wrestlers out there. Um, right. And, um, 
And, of course, it's going to be between Hikaru Shida or it's going to be Ali the Bunny, of course, from the, of course, the manager to the Butcher and the Blade. Um, whether, whether she, oh my god, I keep smacking my lips, man. What, uh, this Friday, we're going to see whether, whether Bunny's going to get the opportunity to go against Jamie Hayter or whether it's going to be Shida. It could be Shida, really, because it's the Reginald Wave title belt. So, <laughs> so it's pro so we're probably going to see Hikaru Shida go against, um, it's probably going to be Sheeta going against Jamie Hayter for the AEW Bell for Jamie Hayter's first defense. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's probably like, oh, yeah, and also there's MJF being the new champion. There's a whole feud with him and Ricky Starks. The future's bright in AEW. That feud's going to be great. I expect MJF to retain, of course. Because you know it's only his first, but it's only his first defense over in Winter's Coming over in Garland, Texas, which is like in the um, which is in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. Um, <laughs> so it's 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 a fun time to watch AEW, WWE. There, of course, there were Survivor Series. I mean, there were there were Survivor Series. The Usos, the 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 Bloodline, still holding still hold still holding it down and stuff. Raw, well, Raw's okay, but like SmackDown's like still where it's at, and of course, and of course, Gunther's still being the champion. He hold, he's holding it down over in WWE with the IC belt, um, right? And of course, there's the other rumor, the other rumors of I'm going into tangents right now, but there, of course, there's the rumors of Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Bernardo, where she's either going to stay with. She's either staying with WWE or she's going to go to New Japan or she's going to go to Stardom or she's going to go to um, AEW. Um, Trinity Fatu, the, you know, the, the the wife to, I think, Jimmy or Jey Uso. I can't remember. Um, I think she, I think... I think she's married to Jey Uso. Whether whether or not um, Naomi slash Trinity is gonna go to AEW Stardom WWE whatever, it's all speculation at this point. We'll see what happens. We gonna see. So yeah, and that's kind of like my that's kind of like all the stuff I've seen I've been seeing out of wrestling as of, as of lately. And of course, there's New Japan. There's the World Tag League going on over in New Japan. Um, shout out to Aussie Open and the and the United Empire. Put them crowns up, y'all. Um, yeah. <sighs> that being said, oh yeah, and of course there's Stardom. Stardom's just like, of course Stardom. They're like they're getting ready for Queendom with Sai with. Of course, Sai Kamatani retained that belt against Hark against Harko Misaki. Man, that 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 defense is gonna be glorious. Saya's gonna take Haruka. Saya is going to take Haruka to town, baby. That's what's gonna happen. She's gonna take everybody else to town before um before her rematch against um Kyrie or her rematch against Mina happens. But that's gonna be into 2023. So yeah. Um shout out to Saya Kamatani, by the way, for you know, for being like an outstanding wrestler. Of course, there's the there's the other match between um Julia and Shuri, with Julia, she's gonna win 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 that title belt from Shuri. Uh, hell of a rain, by the way, by Shuri, but I think it's Julia's time. It's coming home, by the way. Um our you know, our fellow our fellow English-born Italian Japanese Joshi wrestler, she's gonna bring that stuff home. Um, 
even though I'm from Florida, but hey, I still love Love Julia. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Prominence is going against some um, 08 Otai um, for trio spells. Um, we're gonna see Risa, we're gonna see Risa, um, Risa Sarah and Suzuki um, put put up a lot of points and shit. Still, still gonna lose though. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like that. I say a Thomas Game Six, Game Seven performance in 1988 Finals. Um, they're going to go against the Showtime Lakers with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Magic Johnson, James Worthy, but in the form of Starlight Kid, Momo Watanabe, and motherfucking Saiki Kashima. Mm, that match going to be good. Man, I'm so hyped for Queendom right now. Oh yeah, I think the IWGP Championship is on the line. It's We're going to see Utami going against Kyrie. Kyrie's probably going to defend, and she's going to go against freaking Tom Nakano. Yes, Tom Mudda fucking Nakano and she and they gonna work and Tom Nakano gonna be in the Tokyo Dome, her second home essentially, and she gonna whoop that pirate ass. <laughs> I'm getting too hyped up. This is getting me. This is this is get. I'm getting too emotional. Um, getting just getting hyped up for this event. Um, I don't think Tom Nakano is gonna be. Um, I don't think Tom Akino is going to be Kyrie for the IWGP belt since Kyrie's wanting to work in America and Mayu doesn't. Um, that's all what the tabloid said. But but um, but yeah, that's shout out Tom Akino, shout out Kyrie, um, great workers. Yeah, we're gonna see that shit in Wrestle Kingdom. They're gonna be good. They're gonna be real good. Um, and also um, also Tej is also doing a good job, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, Millie McKenzie out there putting up work and stuff. Putting, uh, yeah, pulling up a lot of work. Did I even say her name right? I think I did. I do not want to say wrestler's name incorrectly. Let's see, Millie. Yeah, I mean, I gotta, I gotta see if I, Billy McKenzie. Yeah, Billy McKenzie and no, Millie McKenzie. God damn it. Ugh. But yeah, you see Millie McKenzie putting up like a lot of points, triple doubles, quadruple doubles, only 22 years old from Coventry in England. Yeah, she pulling, yeah, she's like, she like Trey Young, she like Trey Young, she pulling up a lot of points over in Tej, um, and, um, and Billy Kay, another person, she, she also pulling up a lot of points over in, um, over in Tej as well. She, she from the U.S., she only a teenager, she beat Makito too, um, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, wrestling is so much fun to watch now. So there's at least something for everybody to get happy with. Oh yeah, NFTR is gonna go against the Briscoes this Saturday at um at what final battle for Ring of Honor? I think they're yeah they're in like the Metroplex and they're gonna fight. Oh man, that show is gonna be good. ROH, but yeah. Anyways, into more. But that, now it's, oh man, I don't even know how to transition anymore because I'm so hyped for wrestling, man. Um, shit. Now, that brings me up to like, okay, to, should I just do like a final, should I just do like a separate episode of like saying who's my wrestler of the year? You know what? Let's just say, you know what? I'm just going to say like my overall wrestler of the year. Okay. Okay. So my end of the year, Sammy's. Okay. I th okay, I don't even have notes with me. But my wrestler of the year, my ma my male's wrestler for, of the year is gonna have to go for, for Will Osprey. I'm gonna have. To, I think Will Osprey's my personal wrestler of the year because oh my god, he's not the he's currently not the Gaijin ace of New Japan. I think you can say a debate. There's a debate between him and um 
and Jay White. But personally, as much as I love the real era, as much as I love Jay White making people, you know, making people into star, like you making people into stars, like Jay White going into his promos in 2021, um, this year obviously 2022, Jay White's going into his promo holding the, you know, holding like the IWGP Championship belt and saying, "I'm gonna make you a star," and just like I obviously shout that, but. Fucking Jay White making people into stars and stuff. Welcoming people into the new bloody era. I mean, it's great and all, but like, William, I mean, Will Ospreay. William frickin' Ospreay. He's just been, he, 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 he's the IWGP US champion. And he's just like, oh man, he's been like, he's been killing it in not only New Japan, but he's been... But he goes to the United Kingdom. He's been tearing it up over there. And he goes to America as well, making appearances for like um, you know, for Warrior Wrestling. Um also AW New J- New Japan USA. There's like so many places Will Ostra has been pulling up. I think he even pulled up at GCW Prestige, like indie brands. He, he's been pulling up and he's been like putting up a lot of good matches. I mean, with a lot of different, with a lot of different wrestlers too. He may not be the um the company the company champ over New Japan, but the work it's just so beautiful. I mean, it's not even that like I watch like all his matches religiously. I try to watch as much as much Will Osprey as I could, but like. I see the highlights. I see where he's working. I see the many people he's been working with. He's been working with, like, fucking Speedball Mike Bailey. He's been working with Kenny Omega in trios matches. And they, and they well, kayfabe-wise, real, real shit-wise, they may not be, you know, they may have not, they're not, like, the best pe- people that are getting along or anything of that nature. Um, he's going to, like, Japan wrestling Tanahashi. He's going to England wrestling, like, these guys and England, like they have like a lot of tough guys over there. The catalog's just great. The whole body of work is just absolutely beautiful. It's just absolutely b- tremendous. And so I have no other choice but to like hold to like just say that Will Ospreay's my wrestler of the year here. So for the men's women's wrestler of the year, I'm gonna have to go. You know what? This is kind of where my favoritism kind of gets into here. Kind of gets into, I think like Sadakam Tani is like my wrestler of the year, but I could say Shuri's my wrestler of the year too. I guess I'm going to have to like split that vote up. My favorite wrestler throughout the, throughout the year would probably have to be Saya because, because Sadakam Tani, I see her grow and like her growth is tremendous. Her, 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 um, her, her wrestling is just like completely great. Of course, there's botches here and there, but like, but she gets like her moves like more right than wrong. Um, and like her defenses for like the Wonder of Stardom Bell has have been like pretty good. So I think like I think like personally like favoritism wise, I'm gonna have to go say Saya. But Shuri, she ha- her catalog's been great, and like she's like the PWI wrestler of the year, and like her reign might her reign is gonna end up shorter than um than than Sia's reign, but but like 
her body of work, it's just that, like, she's been, she's been going against, like, tougher opponents. I get, like, this whole psychology of, like, you know, one match is different than the other. I like Sia's matches more because, like, she's very, she's, like, very, you know, she's very fast. She's very quick. She's, like, it's like watching, like, you know, it's like watching an Asumi match, but, like, with two, two bigger people. It's kind of like a high-speed match, but, like, with bigger people involved, um... But, like, Shuri's, though. I like Shuri's methodical approach. She's, like, she's very athletic, too. Um, she's, like, a, she's, like, a very, she's a submission savant, like, um, Zack Sabre Jr. is. Um, even though she went, even though she, you know, she teamed up with Tom Lawler, the filthy, the, the filthy man himself, filthy Tom Lawler. And... And yeah, it's kind of hard for me to pick like a woman's wrestler of the year, but I kind of have to like split it, split it up, split it up between like my between my personal favorite and my overall favorite. So my favorite has to be Saya. My overall, but like my overall wrestler of the year is probably gonna have to go Shuri here. So yeah, um, my tag team of the year it's gonna be really hard. This is a really hard one to pick too. My my tag team of the year. I could go with FTR. I could go with Aussie Open. I could go with the fucking Pheromones. Um, my rest. I think like my um, you know, my tag team of the year. You know what? I'm gonna split it up. I'm gonna split it up into like companies. So my WWE tag team of the year. Gotta go with the Usos here. They've been holding it down. Um, they're not gonna break the new day for like the streaks. Um, for you know, for longest consecutive days of, of holding a the tag team championships, the whole work with the bloodline has been absolutely great. Oh yeah, and I should do like a like oh, an overall wrestler of the year for WWE and like okay, you already know WWE is um WWE is Roman Reigns, AEW is John Moxley, um and um and like basic, but my overall is still Will Osprey. But but okay, tag back to the tag team. Back to the tag teams. I think the Usos are the best tag team in WWE. I think they're my tag team of the year over there. AEW is going to be a bit hard. AEW. Ooh. Fuck. AEW. I can't say the acclaim because, like, the acclaim, they've only been, been champs just recently. But they've been doing so good. Swerve and Glory, they've been doing good work as well. I mean, then there's Young Bucks and there's FTR. Of course, you're going to have, um, you know... The Lucha Bros as well. Fuck. Hard to pick. Hard, really, really hard to pick. Um, personally, I might have to go with the claimed here, just because like they've been consistent from January all the way to the summer, and then they rose the ranks, rightfully so, to become um, to become like you know. They, I don't know, they just, like, they rose to the ranks and, like, become, and, like, they basically became, like, a very, very good tag team. A great tag team. They beat Swerve and Glory. They've beaten, they've beaten FTR just last night. And FTR, like, they have, of course, they have their luggage with, like, with all the, cha with all the championships they've won. They've won CMLL championships. They've won, well, was it some, no, it wasn't CMLL, it was AAA. They won the championships for AAA. They're the ROH champs. They're like they're cha I think they were champions in um in New Japan before Kyle Fletcher and um before Kyle, before uh, before Kyle Fletcher and um and Mark Davis from Aussie Open. They're gonna take away the belts, but 
so far, like those, but so far, like FTR has been like having one hell of a banner year. But oh boy, I'm gonna have to go with the acclaim just because of like the progression, the growth, and everything. I think they, I think for me, they're kind of like the overall tag team of the year for me personally. But that's because like I haven't seen like outside of FTR just like, just you know. Just like the year they've been having, and like FTR, I would put them be. I mean, I think FTR would be number one, but but honestly, there's like this whole. But I don't know about FTR. They're kind of like they're kind of. I don't know. They're kind of like I'm kind of losing favor with them, or they're kind of losing favor with me because of like you know they back CM Punk, they back like you know they back Jim Cornette and all that type of stuff, and like you, you know I'm I just I I gotta go with the claimed here. I gotta go with Eclaimed. Um, so that's kind of my tag team of the year. And oh yeah, I should do a woman's... I should do like a fucking woman's wrestler of the year for like everywhere else. WWE, I think my woman's wrestler of the year has got to go with Bianca Belair. Got to go with Bianca Belair. Um, I think like she's just... I don't know. She's just been like so great. And she's number two in the PWI um, inside the PWI um, rankings, but only behind Shuri. But I think Bianca Belair is the best wrestler in WWE um, as of this moment, as of this year. Had it, had it not been for Becky Lynch's injury, I think Becky Lynch would have been my number one. Um, but but Bianca Belair is number one. AEW, my woman's wrestler of the year. Oh man, there's a lot of people you can choose from in AEW. I'm probably gonna have to go with Jamie Hader though, because Jamie Hader has just been like the most consistent. Every match has been, and she's she's just been splendid. Love it. Um, I would say Thunder Rosa. Her injury and drama held her back. Um, it's kind of like favors, like it kind of no. It's just like shit that's like kind of like within her control, and some of her shit that's like not. It's like well out of her control. Um, like, of course, the whole Britt Baker sandbagging incident, some of that part was like, you know, she could have controlled better, or other parts just like, yeah, it's kind of more on Britt Baker, so I would say Tony Storm as well, but like, oh man, I would say Tony Storm as well, but I think Jamie Hayter's just been, for me, the, the overall best wrestler, though, of the year for AEW, um, and okay, for New Japan, I'm gonna have to go say the you know I'm gonna have to go say no, not New Japan for Stardom. My wrestler, okay, I already mentioned this. It's probably gonna be Shuri Saya. Hey, let's just give it to like the entire roster. So now for Teach, my wrestler of the year will probably gonna have to go say I'm gonna have to say Miyu Watanabe. I'm gonna have to go say Miyu Watanabe because of like because not just the growth, but like she's just been absolutely phenomenal. I would, I mean, I would say Yuka Sakasaki. I would say Miyu Watanabe. I mean, I would say Miyu Mashita. Hell, I could even say Kamiyu, but I'm going to have to go say Miyu Watanabe as my wrestler, as my personal wrestler of the year because she's just showed a lot of growth. She's been, re I mean, every match that she's in, whether she's with Daydream teaming with Rika Tatsumi, whether she's like, you know, whether she's in a tournament, whether she's in a three-way, whether she's in like a six-woman tag, whether she's like teaming up with a foreigner, whether she's doing a singles match, whether she's like trying, whether she's like defending the intercontinent, the international princess, of prin the international princess belt, like. She, all the matches she's been, I mean, all the matches she's been doing, she's just been doing such a great freaking job. 
I love me Watanabe. Like it, she's just been a great. It, she's just been amazing this year for for Teach. And like she's not. And like she's one of the best wrestlers. She's not. She's she's she doesn't. She's not like a superstar like me, Yamashita, or Yuka Sakasaki or Shoko Nakajima. But oh, but um, she's not like one of the three. She's not like one of like the three to four pillars. But she's she's just so good. She doesn't even have the star power of Maki Ito, and she's just so good. I mean, I'll be Maki Ito can still win the match, but like it's a 50-50, but man, it's I I've seen her and she's been amazing. So yeah. And I guess like and I guess kinda like that's my wrestlers of the year. Now my most improved wrestlers of the year, newcomer of the year. Okay, so my most improved, I think a WWE most improved. I'm gonna have to give that. I'm gonna have to give that privilege to Austin Theory, just from that stretch alone. From like being being like being criticized as like you know as like Vince McMahon's favorite, and to see him grow from that to all the way like nah fuck nah forget Vince McMahon fuck Vince McMahon I can do it here on my own fuck this favoritism bullshit. I got here because of hard work, not because I'm the next best thing, but because of like hard fucking work. That alone gets that that alone gets my most improved that that alone gets most improved award. That's it. Six man of the year, whatever. Give give them all give them all like the um give them all the fucking like titles that are just like you know that are for support roles. Give them that. Um, AEW, my most improved wrestler in AEW. Oh boy. I can't say Orange Cassidy because Orange Cassidy has always been great. Oh man. For AW, my most improved. Boy, this one's tough. Most improved wrestler in AW, I could probably give it to Wheeler Yuta. I'm probably gonna have to give it to Wheeler Yuta. No, I'm gonna have to give that to Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia. Even though Dana Garcia's always been great, but, like, those two guys just keep improving. And, like, on the microphone, they keep improving. Outside the ring, they keep improving. I love it when Daniel Garcia's just, like, fucking yelling and stuff and, like, just feel, like, absolutely pressured. I love that shit. And I also love Wheeler Yuta being, like, being, you know, being just back up against the wall and just, like, and putting up his own. I like it. So I'm probably going to have to give the belts. I mean, I'm probably going to have to give that this that, um, that... That like you know most improved award to both Dana Garcia and Wheeler Yuta. Now, um, now for every any other company who has improved a lot, who has improved a lot over the past year. Can I say Warhorse? Am I allowed to say Warhorse? Am I allowed to say War? I mean, he's been killing it in the Indies. I mean, even in the UK, he was like the UK champ at some point for a promotion over there. Most improved, most improved New Japan. It's still the same old, same old. Can I say newcomer of the year is like Kanosuke Takeshita? I think, but like for North America, because he's always been showing up in Tej. But I think like my North American newcomer of the year is probably going to have to go with Kanosuke Takeshita. Um, he's been killing it in AEW, so I'm gonna have to give that award to him. Now for AEW, now women's wise, women's wise, women's wise, women's wise. 
best newcomer in WWE. I'm gonna have to go with. I'm gonna have to go with um with Roxanne here, who's been wrestling in a in um in NXT. She was formerly of Impact. She's been. She's from um. She's from Booker T. She's like one of Booker T's girls. Um, but I'm gonna have to. But I'm gonna have to go with Roxanne here. I think she's like my newcomer of the year for WWE. Main roster wise, I can't think of anybody. I guess I don't know. I guess Fabian Eigner. Um, I guess like Giovanni. Now it's Giovanni Vinci. Um, fuck. That one's hard to pick. AEW, my female newcomer of the year, or, oh man, this one's kind of tough. I gotta have to go with Tony Storm, but, like, kind of an obvious pick. Stardom, even though she hasn't been wrestling in Stardom a lot, I mean, I'll, for someone that's, like, signed with Stardom, I'm gonna have to go with Amisore. For someone who's, like, not signed with Stardom, I'm probably have to go with Suzuki. I think Suzuki's probably, like, my young wrestler of the year. Um, best young wrestler of the year, I think, for the female side. Best male young wrestler of the year. It's probably gonna have to go with Nick Cage. With like, I'm gonna have to go with Nick Cage here. I mean, Nick Cage here. So, um, wait, is this his, his name, Nick Cage, or something? I don't know. Not Nicholas Cage, but like, there's somebody else. Somebody else. Um, let's see. Nick. Cage wrestler, not Nicholas Cage. No, no, no. There's a young wrestler that's been wrestling in like GCW. Let's see, GCW. He's been making appearances as Prestige too. Um, I can't like. Oh yeah, Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne. That's his name. Yeah, Nick Wayne. He's like only is his. Te- he's only his teen. So. I think he's like for me one of the best young wrestlers. I think I'm probably have to give him like the best young wrestler. He's already signed to AEW, but like when he comes, when he becomes of legal age, I mean when he becomes 18, um, that means he can make appearances for AEW. So I think like Nick, I think like Nick Wayne is um is my young wrestler of the year along with Suzuki. I well I think. I think Suzuki is my best Yoshi wrestler of the year. My best young wrestler of the year overall is probably going to be... It's probably going to have to go with, like, Roxanne, I guess. But Sky Blue is also doing good. I mean, there's just so many wrestlers out there. Right. So that's, like, enough of, like, the wrestler... Oh, yeah, best new tag team. Best new tag team, best new tag team. I guess Swerving Our Glory. I don't know, man. Yeah, let's go with Serving Our Glory or anytime Sami Zayn teams up with Soul Sokoa. Um, now, my match of the year. My match of the year, my overall match of the year is based off like pure enjoyment. Um, fuck, this one's a hard one. Ah, this one is not going to be based off like which match is just like so good. But like, which I think like this one, my match of the year is probably my my most enjoyable match of the year. I mean, there's like Hangman versus Moxley, very good match. Um, there's like that, you know, there was Kenny Omega going and the um and the Young Bucks, like the Elite, going against Aussie Open and Will Ospreay. There's just so many good matches. But I think my I think like my overall best match of the year would probably be 
Ooh, I think my best match of the year, WWE. My best, my match of the year for WWE was that some was that like SummerSlam main event between Brock Lesnar and um and Roman Reigns. They literally brought fucking Nissan Stadium down. Oh man, that match was good. AW, I guess like my AW match of the year was probably I would probably say fuck. I guess I'm gonna have to go say uh, the elite going against Aussie Open and Aussie Open and Will Ospreay. The elite going against the United Empire. That's my match of the year for AEW. That's my best trios match of the year. I think my best singles match of the year. Trying to, I'm trying not to bring CM Punk to this. Ooh, my best match of the year. My best. Oh fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Kenny Omega versus Hangman happened last year, right? So I'm going to have to go say... I'm probably going to have to go say Hangman Page versus versus John Moxley. That, the match that happened in the summer. Not, not the match that happened in the summer, but like the match that happened in like... Oh man, I don't know. My best singles match of the year. There's just like so many good singles matches. I'm probably going to have to go say like... I'm going to have to go say like one of the Kenny Omega matches. Probably one of the Hangman matches. I'm probably going to have to say Hangman versus CM Punk. No. not No. Not. No. 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 I'm probably going to say Hangman versus John Moxley. Those are probably one of the matches of years. I, I'm going to have to go say. I'm going to have to go say with that. I'm probably going to have to pick like one of the MJF matches as well. Fuck, this is just so tough to pick. So, so tough to pick here. Uh, I did really enjoy the the um the Adam versus Adam, the Hangman Page versus um versus Adam Cole matches. I did enjoy those matches. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, man. But yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go um with with like John Moxley going against Hangman Page. I think that's like my match of the year. But I'm trying like trying to name the. Sh yeah, I'm probably gonna have to go say. I'm gonna have to go say yeah. The match that happened. The match that happened like a month ago, like no, the October nineteenth episode of um, of AEW Dynamite. Yeah, I think that was my match of the year for AEW. But like, there's so many. It's just like there's so much out of AEW's catalog. There's like even like when AEW was in a rut, like there's some matches that could have been match of the year right there. So yeah. Now my new Japan rest. Now my new Japan match of the year was probably gonna have to go. I'm probably gonna have to go say Okada going against Will Ospreay. Any Will Ospreay match. Any Will Ospreay match. Let's go say there. Um, let's see DDT. Any Higuchi match. Any Higuchi match for DDT. Um, I think I really enjoy Kon um Konosuke Takeshita going against Higuchi. Um, so let's say, let's say that match for Stardom. My match of the year was probably. Man, man, my match of the year. I think match of the year for me for stardom was ooh. Oh man. 
I think Tom Nakano versus Julia was a really good match. I think like the best match out of that entire year was oh boy. This is another tough this is another promotion that I have trouble trying to pick a match of the year. Fuck. I guess Shuri versus Teresa Sarah? That was a mat that was a really good match. Uh, there's also Shuri going against Tom Nakano. There's also Saya going against Himika, Saya Micah, Saya versus Mina. Shit. So many good matches. I guess I'm gonna have to go say Tom Nakano versus Nat Sapoy Part 2, the singles match. Not the cage match. The singles match was like pretty good. No, actually that whole rivalry was good. Okay, that's that's my feud of the year for stardom. Um and of course there's this there's Shuri versus Julia, but like that happened so many times. And okay, my match of the year for TJPW, I think it's probably gonna have to oh man, I'm sorry, I have to say this. Uh Tanabe versus Yuka Sakasaki. That match was like good. It was like very emotional. I mean, oh man. I, it's just like it, it was just such a good match shame for it was it, it was shameful to see I don't know it was I don't know I uh, it was sad to see me what's Nabi lose but like that that match was just so good though it was a really good match um and yeah that's my end of the year awards um and that's it for this episode of um of like the of like the RS podcast if you enjoy me my I'm on Twitter at Black Hat Sammy. You enjoy more episodes? Check out the check out like all the episodes like on um, on Anchor, um, and of course, and of course, um, well, almost all the episodes. I'm gonna de- delete like delete like the CCU episode because well, I say a lot of um, a lot of mean nasty stuff. Uh, but yeah, if you enjoy more of me, I'm on Twitter. I'm on like all these places all over Discord. I'm everywhere essentially. Um, not everywhere as much. I'm planning on opening an Instagram account. Um, if you want to see me, if you want to see like my you know my daily stuff, um, what goes into my daily life and shit. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's all. So yeah, until then, I'll catch you guys on the other side of the tracks, other side of the saloon, other side of the uh, the other side of the sun of uh, the sunrise sunset. You know, you get the whole you get the whole deal. I'll catch y'all later. Bye bye. Man, what an episode. Oh man. Oh man. That 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 was episode. that was like a really 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 long episode. Fuck. Uh, am I still gonna delete that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I should probably end it right here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Deuces.